crazy week but we are so excited and so thrilled that uh, many many of you took the time out to listen to us can, can you believe it <laughs> no I honestly I mean I I loved the first episode personally um but I was pretty shocked to know that people took 39 minutes to listen to it and so if you did I want to say thank you I know right I can't believe it to hear <laughs> us talk yeah. I mean I if we got one view um you know, you and I came into this saying, if we get one view, if we change one person, you know, if we call one of the lost to, you know, open up a Bible and start learning about Jesus, then we've succeeded in everything that we wanted to do. Yeah. So to have, you know, multiple people reach out and really support and really encourage what we were trying to do, yeah. it was overwhelming and it was so sweet. Yeah, it pushed us even more, I think. You know, we're we're still a little nervous, I'm not gonna lie, as we're staying or sitting here today. I'm kind of nervous, like my hands are a little sweaty, not gonna lie. Don't know why. And I think it's maybe just we're being open and honest and um you know, I think it really kinda of stems from a fear of rejection. Yeah. Those kind of things that play in uh play a big part in it. So, um, but yeah, no, I think we received the opposite of that. Not that it's shocking or surprising, because I would only hope for that. But I think in today's age, it's like, oh, people actually yeah, I mean, care to hear what we have to say and support us on that. Yeah, so, and we're going to be talking about, you know. Let's talk about today's episode. Yeah, we're going to be talking <laughs> um, about stuff that has to deal with this today and, you know, that, that fear of judgment and rejection. So yeah. you want to um, tell the people. Absolutely. No, I think prior to us beginning this um me and Jessica's whole goal was to really talk about things um, I think a lot of Christians struggle with, even non-believers today. These are just touchy subjects. One of them would be today, and that is um, titled, Put Down Your Stone. So when you think about that phrase, most of us are going to associate it with the story about the woman caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says, and this is, I'm just kind of going off my notes here, guys, because I want to make sure that I get this point across. This point across um, in a way that we all understand where we're coming from for put down your stone. So um, the Bible said that Jesus was in the temple teaching and the scribes and Pharisees brought him the woman. Mm-hmm. They told Jesus that according to the law, she should be stoned. Okay. Get her. <laughs> <laughs> they asked him, what do you say? Which is my, I love this oh, Bible story. So I love it. Anytime they, like we get to hear what oh, he's about to, test, to say. Yeah. Test Jesus. And you know, of course they're, they're ready for him to throw the first stone. So I love it. Um, this of course was done to test Jesus. And if you're familiar with the story, then you know his response. I don't think we need to dive too deep into, to what his response is. I mean, if most of us, if you grew up in church, know the story, um, but if you are not familiar with it, you can find it in John chapter 8. Yeah, it's a good read. Not even going to lie about <laughs> Highly it. suggest you go read it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, for some of you, 
maybe not all, but I, I think even if you didn't grow up in church, even if, I mean, just living, honestly, most of us have come across this story. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of us, a light bulb just went off um, of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to come at this episode, I think, guys, from a few angles. Um, one of them that I know I'm going to come across from is a, a, a biblical judgment you know, when that happens in this don't judge me type of world, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's hard a lot of times to come even with your biblical facts or even with, you know, uh, this feeling that you, not a feeling, I'm getting mixed up on my words here, but this discernment between what's right and wrong, people don't want to hear that. But while using grace attached right. to it. Right. Really love. Yeah. Love, I think, and grace are the most important parts mm-hmm. in this when we talk about judgment. Um, and I think another, so that kind of leads me into the other way I would look at it and how we've gotten it wrong sometimes, you know, between, what's the difference between judgment, which is, you know, coming a, coming across in a way of condemnation, coming across in a way that's like, I know what's right. You're doing wrong. Mm. Um, I get to look my nose mm. down at you because I'm morally superior. Yeah. And there's a difference in that judgment and a discernment that comes from the Holy Spirit and from this, from the heart and from this place of genuine love. You know, you, you want people to do what's right, but you don't condemn them when they do what's wrong. Yeah. Well, and too, for yourself as well, I think, at least for me, when I think about that, um, I think we all judge. Oh, Absolutely. But who's I more vocal do it. about it than others, right? <laughs> uh, sometimes it's the Christians, not even going to lie. Yeah, we're kind of guilty of that. I mean, I think when you become saved and like sometimes judgment take uh, takes the place of the discernment. Right. Um, and then it can come off if you're vocal about your beliefs and what you're passionate about. Like it can come off a little bit judgmental if you are trying to come at it in, a, in an angle where... I'm right and you're wrong, like you mm-hmm. said. Um, well, we're passionate about it. I mean, sometimes yeah. you get super. Oh, I mean, sometimes you get passionate to the point where it's aggressive. Right? Uh, hello, you're talking to like the most famous passionate <laughs> aggressive person yeah, ever. You're like a debater on this stuff. Yeah. You're like you're like a dog with a bone, man. If you come across and say, you know, to, to Erica, like we get too aggressive about it. I think, yeah. and so then it then it turns people off. It. It comes across as judgmental and that we don't understand. And I think one of the biggest things this world needs right now is grace and an understanding and compassionate heart. Yeah. And I think we need to talk about this because for me, I tend to just shut down and I don't want to speak at all. And that's kind of what I've done for about a year. It's not that I want to keep all of this to myself because trust me, if I could go to the mountaintop and scream it, I would. I think I'm scared to because it does typically turn into a debate. And then before you know it, somebody's heated and somebody's yelling and I'm finding myself back in a situation where now we're we're having a debate on who's right and who's wrong, okay? I don't think that there's any right behind any of it because truthfully, we can only go off what we know. Um, But at the end of the day, this is why we want to talk about this. This is the platform that we want to use it for is to finally openly say, here's somewhat our opinion on judgment, um, but we're going to make sure that we incorporate biblical scripture 
so that is not solely based on our opinion. Amen. So that's kind of our angles for that, um, that we're going to kind of try and tackle this topic. So bear with us as we go through this, because not going to lie, me and Jessica are kind of nervous to talk about this. But if we kept staying quiet, this is something that I feel nobody will just talk about. Right. It's a hot topic. Yeah. This is a hot topic. But I mean, as someone who loves Jesus, I also can't stand a judgy Christian. Yeah. I mean, I think it it really (laughs) cringes. People who tend to kind of somewhat know the truth, I guess, you know, and like, that's not right in the simple fact of like, there is no other judge but God. So it's a little cringy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you and I aren't sitting here or, you know, coming before our listeners, if we have any, thank you guys, <laughs> um, trying to be perfect. So, I mean, like I have a glass of wine and somebody's ready to tell me it's of the devil. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's insanely judgmental. And well, it's like they take a, a Bible verse and they want to twist that whomever we all want to twist that at times to justify our behavior or what we're doing. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like, Linda, what about those five, you know, shots of espresso you had before church? Like, that's not good for you either. But... I thought you were going to say Karen. And then I was going <laughs> to ask you, do you know where Karen came from? <laughs> I do not. I was wondering that the other day. <laughs> I'm sure somebody could tell us. If I'm get... sorry if you're a Karen today. I know. Like, that sucks. Well, that's why I kind of chose Linda. I was yeah, like, I was Karen, like, you for saying Linda. Karen's have gotten a bad rap. Um, if there are any Lindas <laughs> We're listening. We're calling out Lindas now. <laughs> <laughs> if there are any Lindas listening, I'm super sorry. It's not you. It's another Linda. Oh, um, no, I don't know where it came from. But if anybody uh, knows... <laughs> I, I would be very interested to know where it came from. Yeah. Comment. You can email us, Erica, just honestly yeah, just... at gmail.com. We have our own email. We're now official. Okay. <laughs> so definitely email us and let us know where Karen came from. Cause I'm wondering that. <laughs> and I don't want to take the time to Google it. So I appreciate that. And I also want to say, um, I'm getting over like this gnarly cold or whatever I had in my chest. <laughs> so if I sound nasally, which I do kind of generally anyway, but if I sound like, if I cough or whatever, please give me some grace, guys, because it'll probably get on your nerves, but trust me, I don't want to be doing it either, and, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting over it, so it's I'm good. I'm thinking about Jessica, how I always chalk everything up to allergies. You do, every time. Oh, it's yeah. like, I can't be actually sick, you're like, it's an allergy, is it my dog, is it my house, what's happening? It's your allergies, you're okay, and you're like, no, I think this is serious. <laughs> this is serious, I can't move. <laughs> It's just allergy. Take some Allegra. Oh. Um, okay, back to the topic. Back to the topic. I'm sorry, guys. We got off topic there for a minute. But I think it's good to have brevity and, you know, laugh a little bit and just breathe when we talk about this or really talk about anything in the Bible. But this specifically, because it is a serious topic and people are so quick to get offended by certain things that we might say. And I don't want anybody to be offended. That's the thing. My heart my heart wants to come at this from the right place. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Bible doesn't say not to judge, but it does say that you will be judged by the same measure mm-hmm. that you judge others. Mm-hmm. So like for instance, um, this will be one of our Bible references in Matthew seven two. for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Yeah. So I think that's important to understand. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, what do you think? So you think if you judge somebody based off their outfit, you know, it's coming back at you. It's coming, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, if you're judging people before you know them, yeah, just know so, it's happening to you. Yeah, and that's so hard. I mean, I just think that all just comes from, in my opinion, society. A little mm-hmm. bit of the brainwash part of 
where did where did where did we all get off that we have to look a certain way to accept God's love, right? Why mm. do we have to be a certain way to accept God's love? And that's what we're going to dive deeper into through scripture, which by the way, guys, at the end of this episode, we are going to have all the verses at the end. We are true believers and not just taking somebody's word for the word. Yeah. Pull it up, read the whole chapter so you can understand the context and what the author was trying to portray yeah. in that Bible verse. And just to piggyback off what you were saying earlier, like, and in the Bible, think of, you're talking about how we look and how that's mm-hmm. a, you know, societal thing that's happened and we get judged based on that a lot. I just think it's crazy because if you look biblically, Jesus, <laughs> I mean, he went after the, 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 the lepers and the sick and the people nobody wanted to hang around. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think there's any, I don't know, I don't want to say that, but I don't think there's anywhere in the Bible where it's just like, Jesus, um... Walked over to her because she was real pretty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, and I I heard sometime long ago, I was, I don't know what documentary, but they were saying that there's nowhere in the Bible that it truly describes Jesus. Right. In his image. And I mean, if he was a beautiful man, I just think it's interesting that we don't really know much about what jo- uh, what Jesus' appearance is, but we know a lot more about him internally right. and who he was. I think that goes towards saying... What did it matter? What did it matter? It was It's pointless. It's absolutely pointless absolutely. because his deeds show way more than whatever he wore on the outside. It was his heart. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what he looked like. I just want people to know that because I've experienced it, you know, before. And I, I think maybe even sometimes it's in the back of my head that I still experience it. You know, that might just be a me thing. It might all be in my head. But some Christians are so judgmental sometimes. Um that they prevent people from being saved. They're doing the exact opposite of, you know, what we're all called to do. You know, I have thought in my head multiple times, I'm sure some people look at me and go, you know, she has tattoos. Um, she probably has an alternative lifestyle. She's not the kind of person we want in our church. Yeah. You know, that that's like the harshest thing to think, especially when, if you've never been to church, if you have no relationship with God to come into this place that you've heard is supposed to be welcoming and opening and we all love each other so much to immediately walk in and feel judged. I just think some, I think some of us have fallen off and we're not doing our job as Christians, you know, because I, I have felt that way. I felt personally judged and I'm not saying that anyone did anything to me specifically, but it's when you don't get those open arms, those, those, Hey, how are you doing today? We're so glad to have you, you know, and I know all kind of churches are different, but especially if you walk into a more traditional vibe church where, you know, nothing wrong with it. I, I grew up in that kind of stuff. Um, I loved it. Um, but especially where they're like still reading the same hymns and doing all that. We tend to go to a more modern style, you know, style of worship now, but you know, you know it. We, I mean, we, 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 we don't have some bangers. I know. <laughs> you know? But we went there in high school. You know, those people don't play. No. Like, they no. wanted you to look a certain way and behave a certain way. No, if your cell phone accidentally rang mm. And mm. during maybe, you know, the in the middle of a singing hymn, oh, you were the devil. <laughs> you better watch out. You were the devil. Your cell phone you was the devil. You were trying to distract the whole congregation. Whoever was calling you was of the devil. <laughs> yeah, right. They they no. did not play about that. But, but seriously, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I kind of want to talk a little bit about what you were just saying. What I find interesting is one of my jobs. I um I do waitressing. Ooh. What I find a lot of the times, and I'm not judging the judger, 
but there's something that does not sit right in my soul um, for someone to treat somebody with no regard to, I guess, their existence and them speaking to you. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. crazy how you how people can interact with you and you have to serve them for about an hour. But and anyway, they know nothing about you. No, but they will bless their food in a heartbeat. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> and it's very interesting to me because for me... And the way I perceive it is, do you? This is how I. This is how I think about it. I wonder, does God care more about you blessing your food, or how you treat people? Right. Are you doing that because you were taught that to bless your food, but you were never taught how to treat people, and so that's maybe where you're not getting the point. But I, I I'm the complete opposite, right? Like I forget to bless over my food sometimes. Me too. Um, All the time. But I am very uh, conscious in how I come across to people. I don't know. There's something about, not saying I'm perfect all the time, because you might catch me on a grouchy day. But if somebody's speaking to me, I feel like I have the common courtesy to speak back. And that is just, just comes from, you know, I, I'm just a true believer. And you look in someone's eyes when they're speaking to you. And, and like I said, you know, that's where the grace has to kind of come in. And I'm still learning to do that today. It's just give somebody grace in that simple fact of it's not about me. Why do I feel yeah. like that I need them to devote a whole hour to me, right? And yeah. that and that's just the Holy Spirit kind of convicting me. And so it's like, who's right and who's wrong? We don't ever know. Right. <laughs> that's right in my eyes. I truthfully think that it is a waste to bless over your food, but treat people like crap. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just no, my opinion. I, I agree, and I'm sure everyone listening agrees. Yeah. I mean, that, again, is one of those things where when Christians come off as judgmental or even anybody comes off as judgmental, well, no Christians, then the world starts looking at it as we're hypocrites. Well, that's, they, that's hypocritical. They put, and they put us all in the same category. And right. that sucks because it's like, there are some people out there that care about you. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know a ton of people like in the church and you know, my daughter goes to a Christian school that would do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Like not all people are the same, even out of the church. So don't think that they're all the same inside of it. You know, and I mean, I did that though. Prior to you know going to church, I stayed away for years on end. And I think what I want to try and tell people is that, like, if you're gonna do anything, please, 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 if you're listening, try your best not to turn people away from mm. the church. Right. Because when I come back to God, or when I came back to God, that was immediately something I had to obey. I believe God told me to go to church. And I'm glad he did because it's within the church that I become um, surrounded by his people. I need that. There's an energy I can't express to you. Right. I think that's super important. You can't do life on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a whole nother um, ball game. I mean, to be surrounded by God's people is just something you need to experience on your own. I, I can't sit there and express it other than that. So yeah, to be surrounded by like-minded people, there's nothing like it. Yeah. We're all on the same page and we're worshiping one God, you know? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, and I think you wanted to come at this from a little bit different angle. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to beat up on the Christians any more than I have. <laughs> I am in, in the Christian it's okay. body. okay. We beat up on ourselves, too. It's not just... Well, I, 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 inc- I mean, I don't include myself in, like... I include myself in that category because I am judgmental sometimes, and I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't include myself as being a judgy Christian, like, judging people based on their, you know, on my moral superiority. Mm-hmm. I don't look my nose... I don't look down my nose at people because they haven't lived this lifestyle that I feel like they should have lived. Well, I'm glad you said that because it's kind of going to go into what I, I, I tend to go a little bit deeper into things. Um, it's just who I am. 
Are you um, saying I don't? No, I just wow. know you're like, you overthink that. Or like, wow, that's way too deep. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, let me try and express this the way I need to express this. What I wanted to simply say is that when I think of a judgy Christian, I can't, uh, other than think about people who stand on the side of the road with the picket signs and say someone's going to hell based off sinful behavior. Ooh. That's where I'm about to get deep. You guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> that makes me angry. That is something I'm still trying to work with God about because there I'm judging somebody based off what they're doing and maybe they don't know any better because they're taught that they think that that's right. But that's where I'm like, are we reading the same Bible? Right. Are we reading the gospel? To, like, are we on the same page here that's when it comes I, to the good news? It blows my mind. I, I, I can't imagine that we're both reading the same Bible. Because if <laughs> I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like, are those are those types of believers only picking apart Bible verses that they want to literally shred someone to pieces with? Absolutely. That's exactly what's, what well, they're doing. But, and I guess my question is, is what do they get out of that? Get out of that. Do they make themselves feel better? To me, that's all it could possibly be because you're not bringing people to the kingdom yeah. by holding up a picket sign and telling them they're going to go to hell. You're doing it. You mean you're taking Jesus off the cross. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say it. That is, you're, you, like you said, it is the complete opposite of what Jesus came to do. Mm-hmm. Why on God's green earth do you find that you have the authority here on earth to tell somebody that they're going to go to hell? Because where in the Bible does it say that when Jesus comes, he's going to give you the authority to throw somebody in hell? Email us at EricaJustHonestly at Gmail and let us know where it says that. Because I'm very interested to know. Because for me, what I believe is that when Jesus comes, you're going to be standing next to me on Judgment Mm. Day. Yeah. Not, Not... not higher than me yeah. and not below me. You're not on the first tier and we're all down here in we're the all, pits. We're all going to be judged according to... To our works. I mean, and it's it's and here's how I know. So this is where I'm going to bring it up in scripture. Read um, it, girl. It's in 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Let me back it up, guys. Mm. For we must all. All yes. is the key word. Appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Yep. So, you know, that what that tells me is that not Linda and Karen get an exception. Oh, we brought Karen back. Sorry. Not Erica and Jessica get an exception, but we all will be on the same page, humbly bowing before Christ, ready for judgment day. And so that's where I, I, I do get a little confused on the um, having the right to tell somebody they're going to go to hell. That just blows my mind. Um, but we don't want to, you know, stay too long on that topic. Were you just on Corinthians? That was in 2 Corinthians. Yeah, I, I have one for 1 Corinthians. What, what you got? Can I do it? I want to yeah, read Bible so much. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I just think it, I think it, you know, stays on topic of what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. But 1 Corinthians um, 4 or 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. Mm. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. Yes. So that's saying almost exactly what you were talking about. I mean. What's the motive behind that? Yeah. He is the one who tells us, you know, who appoints the time. He is the one that brings you know, what is in darkness to light. And he's the only one who knows the motives of the heart. Mm-hmm. So therefore, none of us can sit here and judge our neighbor because 
no matter what we see on the outside, even what they've told us, even what your best friends told you, even what this person that you just can't stand at church gets on your nerves told you, you have no clue the motives of their heart. Mm-mm. And therefore, you cannot judge. Mm-mm. What's the What's the Bible verse on the, um, what is it? Is it, is it Romans or is it? Is it James? Oh, is it James about the neighbor? That's it is. My favorite. It is. Let me let me hear that. I love that one so much. Um, James four twelve says, "God alone, who gave the law, is the judge. Mm-hmm. He alone has the power to save or to destroy. So, what right do you have to judge your neighbor?" Mm. I love that. I love it so mm-hmm. much. I mean, it's so to me, it's very clear. I think straight to the point. I think a lot of times we try to confuse things. I know we talked about this being a hot topic and the fact that it's, you know, it creates a lot of um, division amongst believers because some, some believers in their quest to do what they believe is right are turning people away from, from the kingdom and from where sinners need to be. And um, so I just think, no, I mean, I, I just kind of reminded me of this morning, um, what the pastor said today about um, what he said, you know, God found you in your worst condition. In order for me to be in my worst condition, I have to equate that to me really kind of being um, in the darkness in my sin. Um, I believe that sin causes destruction in your life. Yeah, that's its purpose. And so, um, so for me, you know... Um, what that essentially tells me is that, you know, you can, God can find you wherever you are, however you are. Like, he's always there. And he loves you in it. And he loves you. And what did pastor say today? It's pretty simple. It's a very simple message here. It's just that Jesus loves you unconditionally. Whether you accept that or not, I believe is going to be on your end. Right. But it is a very big, it is a, it's a simple open invitation to say that all can enter the kingdom of heaven. How you RSVP is up to you. Yeah. God is the only one who can call you by name. Mm. You know that? Oh, yeah. He is the only one who can call you by name. He's the only one who has the right to judge you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in my head, in my mind, what I know sitting here right now is that he is the only one who can tell me who I really am. Mm -hmm. He's the only one who knows. He's the only one whose opinion of me matters exactly nobody else's matters so as for me and myself i'll sit here you know i'll mind my business and read my bible yeah that's what i'm gonna do Mm. we have to get out of even caring about people's judgments i know that's hard to say but we do we have to get out of caring so much about it if you believe that fundamental truth that god calls you by name that one fundamental truth and that god loves you regardless then what does it matter? No, I think everybody else is is an opinion, and he is fact, right? You know, and so I'm going to stand on that alone because I've lived it under people's opinions, and yeah. it, it about killed me. Right? Somebody can corrupt you and make you think you are what you are, and you can identify that with that if you allow that. Yeah. To identify with you, but the beautiful thing about it for me is that Jesus is the complete opposite in how he identifies you. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite verses I found as well, kind of getting prepared for this podcast, is First um, Timothy uh, 1, 15 through 16. Here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. 
Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. That is one of my favorite things. And why I love this so much is here's a trustworthy saying. This means you can stand on this alone. Yeah. This is trustworthy. This is not an opinion. This is this is the trustworthiness of Jesus Christ. It, it all comes back to Jesus. Absolutely. And that he alone, if he can save the worst of sinners like me, he can save you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's if hard can, to understand sometimes. Because he can do it for me. He'll do it for you. Because the people on the side of the road who have ever told you you're going to hell for these certain types of sinful behaviors, that's hard for them to comprehend that. That why would a God like that love me? Yeah. Exactly. Here's the truth, guys. All of us are sinful and yeah. broken apart from the grace of God. Um, I know you and I, but we've all rebelled. You and I have rebelled. Um, none of things I look back in my life go, ooh, that's so cringy. And there's things today that I'm like, oh, why did you yeah, do that? But today. thank you for the Holy Spirit that is able to convict us now and say, hey, you need to ask for forgiveness on that. You weren't very kind with that person. The gentleness, the hum humility, the, you know, clothe yourself in compassion, kindness, all these things that we're called to do. I think that's where the Holy Spirit can take place and say, hey, you weren't very kind to that person. Yeah. It's like a tap on the shoulder of, you know, remember, remember who you're, you're called to be. If that, that's not very Christ-like, right? You hear right. that all the time. But the, I mean, and the only reason that you or I can have any hope is that Christ has shown us mercy and grace. Yeah. You know, it, like you, you said it so beautifully, but it all comes back full circle to the fact that a loving Savior came and died on a died was wounded for our transgressions bled you know um died and rose again mm -hmm. to save us from sin and from death like so if if he can do that on a cross with you know two thieves beside him and not render any judgment on them not the render, ones the ones crucifying yeah absolutely not render any judgment on the people who crucified him who what are we even talking about you know what i mean like think about how silly it is the last judgment you made on somebody if you really think about it in that context it's absolutely i'm sorry but if i was being crucified on the cross i'm pretty sure words that came out of his mouth which we all know jesus was without sin yeah but he also at the same time is god in human form, who can do whatever he wants to do. What I love the most about it is the humility that he showed dying on that cross by simply saying, I don't have to prove my point, guys. I don't have to prove who I am because I know who I am. I am Jesus. I am Jesus. I am God. Whether you believe that today or you'll have to believe that when I come back, I know I'm right. That's nope. the only one that can say, I'm right, you're wrong. And all y'all going to find out eventually. <laughs> going to find out when I come back on that white horse. <laughs> but you When know. the trumpets sound. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> that made me cough. No. <laughs> I, I should have tried to be singing like that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You have a beautiful voice. Close your ears, guys. It's rough <laughs> out here. When we talk about, I guess, because we're kind of coming to, um, you know, oh, we've yeah. got a few more minutes here. I, I want to make sure we get our points across instead of, you know, we, me and Jess do a lot of bantering back and forth. But there were things that we did notate that we want to make sure that we speak on today. I know for me, um, 
I wanted to, I really wanted to speak on the will of the father, something that I kind of just learned here in the last 24 hours that I needed maybe to be reminded of. I think sometimes we get twisted on the will of the father, especially people who do like to point the finger and say, you know, Jesus wouldn't accept this or Jesus wouldn't accept that. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's pretty crystal clear here in these biblical verses that I was able to find. And the will of the Father, for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the, at the last day. That's John six forty, and then it goes on in John ten twenty nine through 30. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Those two verses alone tell me that there's nothing that I can do on this earth that would really take the love that Jesus has for me away. And there's nothing anybody can say about you to do it either. There's nothing you can judge me on that will tell me that I don't get to accept Jesus's love that's been there from the start. He cre- if he created you in your mother's womb. He knew you before he knew you. He she knew you. you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So therefore, I have purpose here. And my purpose, whether whatever you want to judge that on, my sole purpose right now to this very day is going to be to do the will of the Father. And that is, we are called to love all people, to be united in, in one body yeah. and under Christ. Yeah. That's all I want to be known as doing too. And, and I know it's hard to... We're going to get it wrong sometimes. Yeah. I know it's hard to do. Um, your point's so beautiful, and I wish we had, like we said in our last podcast, we could make several podcasts on just one topic. I mean, we were talking about faith last time, but judgment this time. I mean, there are just so many Bible verses we could talk about. There's so much stuff we could get in depth about. But one point I did want to make, because I um, opened up by saying this too, is the discernment versus the judgment, because I think we get it wrong. So I'm going to try to come at this from the viewpoint of a Christian, which this is going to hit people's buttons, but who is being perceived as judgmental, even when their heart's in the right place. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that being the word to remember, heart. Is your heart where it's supposed to be? Because then we can decide, are we judging or are we discerning? Um, Because sometimes, you know, Erica, if, if others know that you avoid a particular behavior, you or I. So, so let's say um, that we don't partake in drugs or, um, you know, if somebody's philandering on their husband or, or we don't, we don't do certain things. We don't gossip maybe. Okay. We're not saying we don't, but I'm just saying (laughs) if this is something that you don't do and you don't partake in it, even if you never say anything critical about people who do those things, um, the mere fact that they know that you don't makes them feel like you're judging them, yeah. even if you aren't. That comes from your own insecurity, I think. Right. I mean, I've been there. Right. But but that's what's hard to overcome as a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's hard to overcome other people viewing you as judgmental, even if even if your heart's in the right place and you, you haven't gone up to anyone and condemned a single one. Even in your heart, you haven't condemned them. Even in your heart, you haven't said, Oh, they're wrong. I could never hang out with them. I could never be around them. In your heart, you want what's best for them. And in your heart, you're not partaking in those things. But people look at it as judgment. Well, and I think, too, it's like an acceptance type of thing. I mean, if you if if you were to come to me and say, hey, I don't, I'm not ready to go to church. You know, I think 
that's okay. I'm going to accept that. Right. That's on you. Whenever you're ready, feel free. And the same thing, if you were saying, hey, I don't want to go to that party and partake in those drugs and alcohol or whatever. And I think that really comes from you just know your boundaries. That's setting boundaries. <laughs> but if you were to say that, I think that's where on the other end, there needs to be an acceptance too and say, hey, I respect that. No worries. And move on. Yeah. I think people do it a lot of time to feel better about themselves. Yeah. Like they can push that judgment onto you. Yeah. Because they want to continue in the well, behavior. Justifying it. Yeah. yeah. They want to continue in this behavior. And so therefore... I'm going to push that off and say, you're judgmental. You must not understand people. You know, um, you're just rude and ugly. And I, I, it's just wrong to me. And I, think, I hate that it's perceived that way. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I 100% agree with you. I think you're right. If you if they could accept that, there could be that a mutual agreement of you don't want to partake in that because of your own beliefs, whatever. But I think also at the same time, you have to understand it's not you judging them and identifying them as that behavior. It is just what you find to be sinful behavior. And you are setting a boundary for yourself. I know for me, I'm I'm easily influenced today. You know, I have had addiction issues in the past. Why mm-hmm. would I set myself up to fall back into that if right. I'm easily persuaded into those things? It's not that I hated that lifestyle. Right. I'm going to be real. No, it's harder to walk the straight and narrow. It's harder to walk the straight and narrow for real. But at the same time, it never fulfilled me fully, spiritually, in my soul. Heart. Sorry, I'm just going (laughs) to whisper heart again. That's what I'm saying. It was great, but it was just instant gratification. But at the same time, I who am I to sit here and tell somebody who's doing that currently and actively that you're wrong? All I'm simply saying and what I think we're trying to get across is that you can still be saved. I mean, you could you could be you could do the worst thing you could possibly think and still be saved. The sinner that God hates, it's the sin. He hates the sin. And the thing if I can label you as judgmental, then I can more easily dismiss your opinion. Your opinion yeah. doesn't matter. And I can continue guilt free in this mm-hmm. behavior that I enjoy and makes me feel good for a little while. Yeah. You know? Here's one that I wanted to use for the fact of discernment. Um Hebrews 5.14 um, says, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So when, when I speak about discernment versus judgment, that's exactly what I'm talking about. God calls us to discern. He gives us a gift to discern. Okay? Through the Holy Spirit, we're able to discern right, good from evil, right from wrong, whatever you want to call it. But I think people are saying that's a judgment. You're making judgments. But it's all about where is it coming from? Mm -hmm. Is it coming from this place of condemnation or is it coming from this place of love that all you want to do is see more people brought into the kingdom? I'm not, I don't want to judge you and make you feel unwelcome. I want you to know how welcome you are in the kingdom of God. That's good. That's all I want you to know. So we have to be careful. Like, like we were just talking about. You can step outside of the behaviors. You don't have to partake in anything. What I wanted to speak on a little bit in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, I want to make sure, too, as well, that we get this point across because this speaks with me as well. It is for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, mm. not by works so that no one can boast. 
Yeah. And so we're talking we about talk, being boastful and prideful. No. That plays into judgment. I mean, Absolutely. That, that stems from judgment is I'm being boastful in my own arrogance. Like, I know what I know and you can't tell me any different is what I look at. Yeah. Boastful, being boastful and prideful are spoken about so much in the Bible because I think they're so dangerous. Yeah. Um, so when you talk about judgment sitting right on top of those things, being boastful, being prideful, looking down your nose at people, this is... Even if you're unaware of it, you're exalting yourself above God, yeah. the one true judge. You didn't get yourself out of that deep, dark pit. You right. didn't. But God now you're did. judging somebody else for being in one? Yeah. Where did God find you? Mm. Ooh, uh-oh. We hit a button. Might have made some people bad. <laughs> that's a good question. And, and that's something maybe, you know, sometimes when, I know at least for me, when I find myself, you know, because I am still of the flesh, if I, maybe I need to ask myself, where did God find you? Yes. When he came and drew near to you. Yeah, Where right. were you? What were you doing Ooh. yesterday? Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> or <the deep laughs> little tea sip. <laughs> we'll just, uh, I'm well, going to leave on that note. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if I, there's one thing that I'll say I want to do as far as this topic is talked about is I want to be vigilant in not ever condemning someone in judgment, yeah. but instead uplifting in, in discernment. Mm. So that's what I want to do. And thank you. And this girl right here is so good at gracefully doing that for me because oh. as we're talking about judgment. Yeah, tell them the story. As we're talking about judgment, I still have such a hard time. This is something that I, I, I have to pray about a lot because I am very impatient. Um, but I like for God to use people to remind you, hey, this is that little tap on the shoulder that I was telling you about, about the Holy Spirit of like, in my own right thinking, I think that I have the right to be like, who are you? You're annoying. You, you know, you have no patience with people. How dare you? Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But then there's, there comes someone like Jessica who's growing <laughs> with me, my faith to go, hey, give them grace. And it's those little things that she does yeah. to me sometimes. And I'm like, ooh, she's right. Thank you. I'm the best. <laughs> you were, and you, you did that today. And I don't want to speak yeah. about where we were and what happened. But I think I was just venting to her. And she literally could have said, hey, you're right. They were bubbles. Like, <laughs> you know, she could have just agreed with me. But instead, she had to remind me. Hey, hey, what about that grace thing? You well, know what I mean? I'm glad you didn't find that annoying because no. sometimes that could be annoying to us. Like, dang, I just wanted to vent. Why you got to be judging me that I'm judging somebody else? No, I woke up in a crappy mood, I think. <laughs> and so I was just, had, I already had little patience. And I'm just glad that there are those little reminders, such as a friend who can say, hey, you know, give them grace. Yep. Next episode, I am just going to um, end this by talking about it in case you're interested we are going to be talking about grief and um, particularly, I think, my grief journey. So it's probably going to be a little bit of a tough one for me to get through a little emotional. Yeah, it's okay. I'll be here. I mm -hmm. want you to come at it from your perspective too. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think I can definitely speak on it and, you know, what I've witnessed. And I truthfully believe if anybody is struggling with that today or has lost a loved one, you're not going to want to miss it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening on this I, one. I still sound like a new. Thanks for listening. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> share. Do all the things you got to do to get the word out. All right. Bye, guys. See you next time. Bye, guys. But you be the last benevolent mouthpiece. Heaven knows we need you now. But you
so oh.